Am I the only one here tonight? Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Who thinks of taking all the good we got and turning it back? Hell, I'll be damned. I think I'm turning into my old man. Am I the only one willing to bleed? Take a bullet for being free. Screaming what the hell at my TV for telling me. I'm not. 
Auto Plaza Direct Kings Court starts now. St. Louis, and all points, north, east, south, and west. We welcome you in, Kevin Slayton with you in the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Kings Court, right here on kevinslaytonshow.com. You can do the live show here every morning, Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 Central Time, where we bring you the unvarnished truth backed by facts and evidence. Now, you won't get that anywhere else, but you'll get it here every day. We usually use people's words to indict them for their lies and their missteps. And so that's easier than me telling you that it's just my opinion, although I'll give you my opinion as well. And you're welcome to give us yours. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call us at 636-348-4460. 348-4460. And you can jump into the fray as well. Our good friends at stl-cars.com are selling cars like crazy. Folks, give them a call. You're in the market for a car, for a car for the kids to go away to school, maybe? You Used or new, it doesn't matter. SUV, truck, car, automobiles, they've got them all. STL-cars.com, locally owned and operated. They're right off Manchester Road in Ellisville. All you have to do to take all the pain out of the car buying process so you're not knocking your head against the wall for an entire Saturday going from place to place making it feel like you're just going to the dentist. Call or first go on the website, stl-cars.com. Look at the thousands of cars they have there. Then call or text after you've picked yours out, 314-626-3251. 314-626-3251. Ask for Don. Tell him we sent you. Tell him what you want. Tell him what the price is that you want to pay. And presto, you've got your car. Now, if there's something that you want that's not quite on that website, doesn't quite match up, call or text him anyway. Tell him here's what you want. He'll go find it. He has a vast inventory of cars all over the country. I've purchased three through the years from him. The last one I got came from Memphis. My son just purchased an SUV, got it from Alabama. STL-cars.com. 314-626-3251. But go on that website first and check out all the inventory. It's fantastic. Well, 
The lying continues. And Biden keeps getting caught. All of a sudden we have visitors' logs. Whoa, visitors' logs. Remember all the times that Biden would go to Delaware for his little vacations? By the way, he's been in the White House two days this entire month. Two days. The entire month of August. He's been on vacation for a whole month. But remember when he'd go to Delaware and people started to say, you know, where are the visitor logs to the home in Delaware while he's there? And it turns out there weren't they weren't keeping any. Interesting. But they do keep them at the White House. And we now find out that people that work for Jack Smith, the so-called special counsel who's indicted President Trump, met with Biden's White House people, his staff. Interesting. Why are they meeting at the White House? This was before the raid on Mar-a-Lago and before, obviously, the indictment of the president. Why is this going on? Now, there's no suitable explanation, and the White House has decided not to give you one. (laughs) It's pretty amazing. But Trump took to Truth Social and said, it's just been reported that aides to Trump prosecutor deranged Jack Smith met with high officials at the White House just prior to these political sleazebags indicating me over nothing. If this is so, which it is, that means that Biden and his fascist thugs knew and approved of this country dividing form of election interference. Despite their insisting that they knew nothing at all, it's a big lie, just like Russia, 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 and not knowing about his son's business dealings. Dismiss the case. Now that's not going to happen. But the great unifier, Biden, has done nothing but divide this country further than it was when he took over, if that was possible. But he has. No sitting president would attack his political opponent by using the Department of Justice. None, except Biden. And this, of course, is all at the hands of Obama, who runs the show. But this would never happen if you wanted to unify a country. This is guaranteed to divide this country forever. Forever. This country will never be unified. I'm not a big fan of complete unification anyway. When everybody's thinking the same way, that's what they want. We want diversity of thought. We want people to be able to express their opinions if they're different than the governments. I know that's a corporate sin in this country right now. Or if you dare to disagree with the media, that's another sin. And they'll prosecute you for that. But clearly now, Biden lied when he said this in June. I have never once, not one single time, suggested to the Justice Department what they should do or not do relative to bringing a charge or not bringing a charge. I'm honest. I'm honest. Says the creepiest person on earth and the least honest person ever created. The most dishonest, the most pathological lying human being, not just president, but human being we've ever seen in this country, in the world perhaps. As I've said many times, the Putins and the Xi's and the North Koreans and the Iranians, they don't lie. They just dictate. But they don't pretend to be something they're not. Biden pretends to be all kinds of different things. A caring grandfather, empathetic to people's plight that when they're going through tragedies. He's none of those things. He's not a friendly person. He's an evil 
vile, quick-tempered psychopath. That's what he is. And that's his own behavior that tells you that, not my opinion. You can go to many instances where you've seen it. His staff is reporting how he they don't even want to go in and talk to him because he'll start screaming at them. He's a lunatic. But he's always been a lunatic, and he has always been corrupt. And that lie there is a whopper. I am honest. When someone has to tell you over and over again that they're honest, they're not. Remember, it wasn't just that statement. Biden loves to claim that he hasn't, he always always parses his words. He hasn't spoken to Merrick Garland. He doesn't have to speak to him when he's doing this kind of stuff. Remember these statements that that he put out? Mr. Biden, this was leaked to the New York Times. Mr. Biden confirmed to his inner circle that he believed Donald Trump was a threat to democracy and should be prosecuted, according to two people familiar with his comments. And while the president has never communicated his frustrations directly to Mr. Garland, he has said privately that he wanted Mr. Garland to act less like a ponderous judge and more like a prosecutor who's willing to take decisive action. No, he didn't meet directly with him, maybe. We know what he told him, though. Through various channels, through the public. Biden's telling everybody around Washington he wants Trump prosecuted. Somehow that got back to Garland. What a shocker. He wants Garland to quit acting like a ponderous judge, but more like a berserk prosecutor. And Garland heeded his word. That's exactly what happened. This is the most corrupt regime the United States has ever seen. And we don't know the half of it yet. I promise you, there's at least double what we know. I have a philosophy when it comes to politics in Washington. Everything you know, at least double it. It doesn't matter what it is. If you know X, double it. If you know Y, double it. Because they're hiding as much as they humanly can. And they do a pretty good job at hiding it a lot of times. But Biden's so stupid, he comes out in public and lies. This guy's lied more in public than any president in history. Good grief. There is nothing he ever tells you that's true. Nothing. Imagine now when he was asked about the Maui wildfires, his first comment was no comment. And when he got berated for that, his excuse makers like LBLL, little black lesbian liar, Karine Jean-Pierre, says, well, he said no comment because he didn't hear the question. What? If you don't hear the question, you say, excuse me, I didn't hear that. You don't say no comment, but it's just another lie by people that lie for a living and have absolutely no remorse about their lying. Everybody in the world is told to lie from time to time. Wouldn't Don't you feel bad when you do? You try not to. Sometimes you might be lying to protect someone else. But you still feel bad. These people don't. They don't feel bad at all. And they're brazenly lying about important stuff. But they don't care. It means nothing to them. 
Send some people over to the White House from the special counsel's office? Nothing to see here. That's just normal par for the course stuff, right? It's not, by the way, just in case you're wondering. It's extremely unethical. I don't know if it's illegal, but it certainly is unethical. If you don't think these people are up to no good, all you have to do is remember back to the uh, Ferguson riots when Eric Holder, at Obama's orders, did everything humanly possible to get an indictment against Darren Wilson, the police officer, the white police officer. Imagine how innocent Darren Wilson must have been when the federal government, hell-bent on getting him, couldn't even indict him. Couldn't even indict him. I would venture a guess that Darren Wilson is probably the most innocent person ever accused of anything in the history of our country. Because when you have criminals like Obama and Eric Holder, two black racists, going after a white cop who in self-defense killed a black thug and you don't get indicted, you either walk on water or you are so innocent it's preposterous. And that's what happened. But it ruined Darren Wilson's life in the process. They knew that would be the fallout, even if they couldn't get an indictment. So that's why they went for it. You know that Holder and Obama knew ahead of time they had no chance to get an indictment. When it's that blatant and the facts are all against you, you know you have no chance. But they didn't care. They went ahead anyway because they knew it would destroy Darren Wilson's career and his life and the career and life of his wife, who's also a cop. They didn't care. These people don't care. They don't care who they destroy, who gets hurt in the process. It's irrelevant to them. Look at the 19 or the 18 co-defendants, 19 total, in Fulton County with President Trump. All of those people aren't billionaires, but they're going to go out, have to go out, and hire very expensive criminal defense lawyers in order to save their lives. What's going on is beyond sinful. And the first thing Republicans ought to do is charge Fannie Willis in Atlanta with crimes. In this particular case, I don't care if you make them up. Force her to go out and hire a high-powered criminal defense attorney and let her see how it feels. It's time to match fire with fire. It's the only way it'll end. These people need to feel the pain of the pain they're causing. And then I would file charges against the little black lying lesbian, Kareem Jean-Pierre. If you don't have any, make them up. Have her experience what it's like to hire a high-powered, high paid, highly paid criminal defense lawyer. Let them all feel it. That's what they've done. Two can play by these rules. The Republicans didn't make the rules up, but quit acting like you're above them because you're not. And I want them to go after Biden and everyone associated with Biden for the laws they've actually broken. You don't need to make anything up when you're going after Biden. 
we now see that the National Archives has 5,400, 5,400 emails of Biden using a pseudonym. Why? Why are you using a pseudonym? What are you hiding? These were Hunter that made their way to his business associates. Why would some guy named Joe Smith be of interest to Devin Archer and the other people? He wouldn't be, except that they knew it was a pseudonym. Let me tell you how scared the liberals are of Donald Trump. You know they are by the four indictments, but it goes, it goes deeper. They've enlisted the media because they now are starting to see that the indictments have had the reverse effect. They're making Trump more popular. People are more dug in. The black community is turning to Trump because they feel a kinship with Trump. They've always felt the police were harder on the black uh, community than they are any other community. And now they're seeing what the law enforcement has done to Trump. And they're saying, wait a minute, he's one of us now. We share his pain. And so here they come into Trump's corner. So that has so scared the liberals that they enlist some dope on MSNBC to scream and yell how Trump must be stopped at all costs. We're two and a half years removed from this guy trying to leading an effort to violently overthrow an American election. And he's still there. He's going to be the nominee. He can't stand it. He's still there. He's going to be the nominee. A violently overthrown election. I love these people. They're high comedy. They are truly high high comedy. The problem they have is they know they can't stop Trump. They'll try everything. Now they're trying the 14th Amendment, which is funny. It's even funnier when Jamie Raskin, a pompous, arrogant ass, East Coast elitist ass, continues to try to say that Donald Trump did anything wrong when Raskin himself stood to object to electors from the state of Florida after the 2016 election, wanted to refuse to certify the electors. You'll hear that. I've got that for you this morning. Remember what Trump's being accused of, trying to stop an election. By what? By saying it was rigged. Keep in mind, those are the charges. Claudia Tenney is a congresswoman from New York. We hear every day from liberals that there is no evidence directly connecting Joe Biden. We've pointed out the evidence that is clearly there. Claudia Tenney, is there evidence of bribery? This is corruption, bribery, money laundering in plain sight. These aren't trumped up charges, but no pun intended, like you're seeing against the former president. These are actually things that happened while he was in office, leveraging his position to enrich himself and his family. There's evidence is coming out, whether it's the suspicious activity reports that Representative Comer has brought out. Uh, all the pieces of the puzzle are coming together that show that Joe Biden, in fact, did do all these things. He did every one of them. Remember, these are bank records. These aren't opinions. They're bank records. They're suspicious activity reports that banks issue. And they don't issue them unless they smell a rat, an illegal corrupt rat. And there's 170 plus of them with regard to the Biden crime syndicate. 
These aren't banks that are pro-Trump banks. These are international banks. It's going to hit the fan. It's already starting to. Mike Davis, the Article 3 Foundation uh, founder, how can a disqualification fall under Article 14? Or excuse me, the 14th Amendment. In order to disqualify under the 14th Amendment, you have to follow a federal statute on insurrection and rebellion, a criminal statute, get a criminal conviction with a judge and a jury, and it has to stand up on appeal before you can even consider this. We're, there's no evidence whatsoever of insurrection. Democrats looked for several years for the January 6th commission, and they found zero evidence because it doesn't exist. It has to survive on appeal to go forward from it. So you have to have the evidence of an insurrection. Keep in mind, Donald Trump hasn't even been charged with that. All these corrupt prosecutions against him, and not one of them has charged him with insurrection. So there goes your 14th Amendment. It's gone. There has to be an insurrection. You have to be able to prove it. It has to survive an appellate decision. That's never going to happen. So you can forget all the talk of the 14th Amendment. Just dismiss it with a laugh. A hearty laugh. But Raskin keeps talking about it. Section 3 of the 14th Amendment presents a clear and unequivocal statement that uh, anyone who has sworn an oath of office who engage in insurrection or rebellion can never serve again. Donald Trump is disqualified just as if he were running uh, and not a born U.S. citizen. Once again, Raskin, who supposedly went to law school at Harvard, doesn't know the simple law. We just gave it to you. Mike Davis articulated it perfectly for us. There has to be an insurrection. You have to prove the insurrection, and it has to survive on appeal. You don't have an insurrection. You don't have a charge for an insurrection, much less a conviction. I would last I would like to ask that bandana wearing freak. How in the world do you get an insurrection conviction when you don't have an insurrection charge? So all the blowhards like Raskin who get up there and run their mouths don't know what they're talking about. But Raskin was one of those liberals in 2016 who didn't mind doing the very thing they're they're accusing President Trump of doing. It's illegal for him, they say but not for thee. Mr. President, I object to the certificate from the state of Alabama on the grounds that the electoral votes were not, under all of the known circumstances, regularly given and that the electors were not lawfully certified, especially uh, given the confirmed and illegal activities engaged by the government of Russia uh, designed to interfere with our election. Uh, I have an objection because 10 of the 29 electoral votes cast by Florida were cast by electors not lawfully certified. Mr. President, I object because people are horrified. Thank you, Mr. President. I object to a certificate uh, from the state of North Carolina. I object to the 15 votes from the state of North Carolina because of the massive voter suppression. Those were all Democrats, 2016 election, doing exactly what they said was illegal and horrific for Josh Hawley to do for any other Republican senator or congressman or woman. It was horrible, and it was illegal for Donald Trump to want him to want Mike Pence to entertain those people. Illegal.
One of those video clips I just showed you, you know who the president of the Senate was at that time? It wasn't Mike Pence. It was Joe Biden. And Biden was sitting there while each one of them made their protest, didn't stop them at all. Because they've gone way too far again, which is their want, liberals always, always, always go too far. Without fail, always go too far. And so because they've gone too far, Biden is now hemorrhaging black support. In 2020, Biden got 91% of the black vote. Trump got 8%. Right now, the polls show that Biden's support among black voters has eroded 30 points, 30, down to 61%. Trump says increased by 12, up to 20%. That's a game changer in the in terms of the electorate. And if it stays, and if it's true, Trump wins in a landslide. Not close, a landslide. Pretty amazing, isn't it? So the guy who's on vacation will be given a permanent vacation. By the way, you want to wonder how CNN wrote about his vacation? Now, remember what I said at the beginning of the show here. Biden's been in the White House one day this month, two days at most. If you count when he came back, I guess to get a change of clothes to go to Hawaii. Here's what CNN wrote. Biden spent August trying to escape Washington, but September realities await him. He traded the Capitol's stifling heat for the beach or the mountains. He rode his bike. He saw a movie in the theater. Where else would you see a movie? He took his wife to dinner. He did Pilates with his grandkids. It's magnificent, Biden said this week of his scenic destination. It's lake air scented by pine. Yep, that's what CNN wrote about Biden's vacationing. Charlie Hurt, what did that sound like to you? It sounds like a love letter that was penned by like a teenage girl in the throes of heartthrob. No, it's incredible. The problem is, is what he does when he's not on vacation, when he's in Washington and all the damage that he does. Other Americans would love to be able to take a vacation. Granted, nobody would be able to take a month of vacation and stay at Tom Steyer's mansion at Lake Tahoe uh, or spend 40% of the year on vacation. But most people would like to take some kind of vacation. But because of his policies, whether it's inflation or gas prices or any of the other things that he's done to wreck the country. Nobody gets to, to take the vacation and go smell the, the scented pine needles or whatever. <laughs> it's like a bunch of toddlers. That did read like a love letter from some love-struck teenage girl. Maybe to Brad Pitt or something. But it's pretty revolting when it's CNN writing it about Biden and his 16 millionth vacation. It is incredible, isn't it? He's doing Pilates. You think this guy's ever done Pilates? 
I don't even think you can spell Pilates. But as I mentioned, from 91 to 61% on the black vote, he still controls all the dead people who vote, but he's lost 30 points to the blacks. Trump's picked up at least 12 points of that. And as we said, 20% of the black vote to Trump is a game changer. It's game over. And there are plenty of black voters who are now taking to one form of social media or another to proclaim their loyalty to Trump and their animosity toward the idiots that are liberals in Washington. So it's real obvious to everybody by now that uh, they don't want Donald Trump to run for president. Yeah, they're coming at him with everything they have. But how dumb, how stupid are the Democrats and those uh, operatives that are trying to keep him from running? Uh, so they've been arresting him, indicting him. Now he has what he wanted. He wanted the buckshot. I know people think he didn't want that, that he wanted that buckshot because he's going to be able to raise a whole lot of money with the mugshot. And plus, have you all seen how popular he is becoming, how much money he is raising, how many more supporters he has in the black community and Hispanic communities? I think the Democrats, they have overplayed their hand. Yep. Yeah. It speaks of desperation and really just stupidity. Donald Trump is winning, y'all. Even if he's convicted, nothing's going to stop him from getting more votes. Couldn't agree more. That's the black community weighing in. It's over. Biden has no chance. As I've told you before, they're not going to let him run. It's going to be Mikey Obama. And you'll hear from her. She was at the U.S. Open last night introducing her good friend, Billie Jean King. The same Billie Jean King who's in a verbal spat with Martina Navratilova, Martina, who has class and character, rightly says men should not be able to pose as women and play women's sports. Billie Jean King says they should. And yet I would have loved to have seen Billie Jean King take on men when she was back in her prime, having some cross, let's say John Newcomb or Rod Laver maybe, Jimmy Connors, goes over and plays against her. How many titles would she have won then? She wouldn't have won a point. She would not have won a point from those guys. But it's easy for her to mouth off now. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Here's another black voter voting for Trump now. This video is to every single black person out there. If you really want to f*** over this government that has f***ed over your ancestors, if you really want to over this government that helped kill Martin Luther King Jr. Man, I'm asking you to do me a favor. Go vote for Donald Trump. They up. Because they've been it up for us for the longest. And it's been them. Vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> when you hear all those bleeps, it's not friendly talk toward the liberals. Go vote for Donald Trump. They have so overplayed their hand. And, and foolishly so, because they didn't have to. But they did. And once they did, it was game, set, and match, right? Game, set, and match once they overplayed their hand. Trump, by the way, now leads Biden in all of the cross polls by a minimum of two points. what happens when you overplay your hand. 
And they most certainly did. And now what are they going to do about it? Well, they're going to lose. That's what they're going to do about it. And I can't wait to watch them lose. Part of this is uh, this election is going to be the fun of watching Donald Trump go back into power and watching their heads explode. And I mean explode. They're going to say, how did we fail? Last time in 2016, we enlisted the FBI. We lied to the FISA courts. We spied on them. Obama made sure he had wiretaps on the Trump campaign. They did all of that, and they lost, and they couldn't stand it. So in 2020, they, of course, rigged the system by claiming COVID and mail-in ballots and and stopping counting. Even with the mail-in ballots, they still were losing in all the swing states. So they had to stop counting. I love it when liberals say there's no evidence of election fraud. You stopped counting in six states all at once. How can you possibly say with a straight face that there is no fraud and overwhelming fraud? You were losing when you stopped counting. When you resumed counting hours later, your guy was ahead. But, of course, why why would we be suspicious of that? And so now they're desperate. They're thinking, my God, we've done everything with this guy. We've now indicted him four times on bogus charges. We've made it look so bad that even the most loyal Trump supporter will desert him. And yet they're not deserting him. He's raising money off these indictments to come back and kill us. He's going to jail us all. I'll tell you what, you better start revoking passports the day after the election in 2024 if Trump wins. Because all of these rats will be jumping on private planes to get out of the country because they know they're going to jail. And that's why Trump must be stopped at all costs. If I were Trump, in addition to the Secret Service, I would have my own private security because they're going to try to murder him. I don't think there's any doubt in my mind. They will stop at nothing. They've already shown that. Hell, Biden killed 13 soldiers. Today's the two-year anniversary of that. You think he feels bad? You're going to hear from one of the parents. In fact, the parent of the young soldier out in Wentzville who died. Mark Schmitz, his son Jared. Ten of the 13 families are in Washington, D.C. trying to get an audience with Biden on the two-year anniversary of their children being murdered by Biden. You'll hear more about that as we go along. Jason Johnson is a professor at Morgan State University, an historically black college and university. By the way, one that Donald Trump secured funding for permanently. So Jason Johnson has a job, a well-paying job, because of Donald Trump, and yet he will stop at nothing to get Trump out. As far as I'm concerned, the the all of these court cases, all of these indictments don't mean anything if he's still able to run for president next year. If, 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 unless he is found uh, disqualified from running for president, he is still a danger to our democracy. So if this is a step in the direction of preventing him from running again or forcing him to step down, then it's great. <laughs> Has anyone ever asked them when they say he's still a threat to democracy? How? How is he a threat to democracy? But there's a guy right there 
who's being paid because Trump secured the financing for the historically black colleges and universities. He's a professor at one of those schools, and he's assailing Donald Trump with nothing but lies, one lie after another. A threat to democracy. Tell us how, Jason Johnson. You're a threat to smart people because your stupidity is dangerous. You're an illiterate who's supposedly educating kids, mostly black kids, I would assume probably all black kids at those schools. But you're supposedly educating them. And you're a pathological liar. It's interesting to me, as I've said many times with President Trump, not only was he respected overseas and well-received, but the respect for him was real and genuine, and it was everywhere. Here's a British guy who was asked about Trump's quote that if he had been president, Putin wouldn't have invaded Ukraine. And they asked the guy if he agreed with that statement. He said yes. Then they asked him why. You, you would have had a teacher like this at your school, somebody that you didn't quite know what to expect from them, so you didn't fuck with them just in case. Yeah. That's yeah. Donald Trump? Yeah. That's Donald Trump. Mm. And he understood the way the world actually works. He was not a nice guy. Mm. He was. He didn't write nice things on Twitter. Mm. He didn't take losing very well. Mm. He, he, you know, he said some things that I don't agree with. Mm. But... The, the job of your president or of your prime minister is to go out there and get the best possible deal for your country. Mm. Not to write nice things on Twitter, mm. not to be friendly and polite, to achieve the best possible outcome for America. Mm. The job of our prime minister in this country is to go out there and achieve the best possible outcome for British people. Donald Trump, for all his flaws, did try to do that. Mm. And it's funny because... In the Western world, he was despised mm. and he was not respected. In the rest of the world, he was respected. Mm. People feared him. People respected him. And they'd known, they knew not to fuck with him. Mm. <laughs> and that's the truth. And that's why Putin wouldn't have done it. And the, and the proof is in the pudding. Donald Trump was president for four years. Not a peep out of Putin. Not a peep out of China. Not a peep out of North Korea. In fact, North Korea buckled. Not a peep out of Iran. So we know that when Trump says that, he's speaking from experience and he's speaking the truth based on what happened while he was president. The minute Biden gets in, Russia's in Ukraine. And that British guy's right. Those countries knew not to F with Trump. Trump does understand the way the world works. Biden does not. Why? Because Biden's never come out of his cocoon in Washington, D.C., Biden's never run a business. Biden's never had to sell anything except access. He sold that real well. Maybe we should start listening to the Brits. At least that particular British guy. It's pretty sad when a British guy knows more about our president than the United States people do. It's not only sad, it's pathetic, but it's also accurate. Now, the latest lie that the liberals are telling us is that Bidenomics is working and we're all doing better. Did you know that you're doing better? I know you didn't know that. Neither did I. But Chuck Schumer, the little black lesbian liar, Karine Jean-Pierre, 
and a former uh, guy in the uh, Biden White House, Brian Deese, all tell you lies about the economy. Our economy is doing so well, and it's in good part because of the work we in the Senate and the president did uh, over the last summer. This is a president who has spent the last two years turning the economy around. You hear us talk about Bidenomics. You just mentioned how we're doing this West, uh, this kind of this West Coast swing, talking directly uh, to the American people about how wages are actually going up, about how inflation is going down over a long extended period of time, more than uh, more than uh, 12 months. In polls, the American public, uh, almost half of them don't feel like the economy is going well. What do you attribute that to? People naturally are hesitant to accept when they see progress on the horizon. <laughs> Did you hear that last one, Saki? That was Saki asking the question. That in polls, 50% of the American people don't think the economy is going well. She lied in her very, in her very question. Here's the latest poll. How do you feel about how things are going in the United States with the economy? Dissatisfied, 70% to 30%. 70%, not 50. Saki, saki, saki. Liar, liar, liar. Pants on fire. And now we've got the pseudonym problem for Biden, and this is a big problem. Greg Jarrett, how many pseudonyms has Biden posed under? 5,400, uh, you know, alias emails that were sent, uh, many of them to his son, who allegedly forwarded them to his overseas business partners. Look, I think the impeachment of Joe Biden seems increasingly inevitable. And there's more than enough evidence to justify, as Miranda indicated, the Burisma scam alone falls squarely under the bribery statute of using your public office to confer a benefit in exchange for money to your son and family. You know, these newly revealed documents actually corroborate Victor Shokin's statements that, you know, Joe and Hunter were knee-deep in bribery, engineered his firing to end the investigation of Burisma, which was paying Hunter a million dollars a year, a staggering sum. Staggering sum, all right. Look, if you encounter people who tell you there's no evidence connecting Biden to all of these crimes, I'm going to advise you again. Wake up. You're dealing with an imbecile, a lunatic, who you can never convince otherwise. So turn, first of all, give them a mocking, snarky laugh, (laughs) and then walk away. You'll have your sanity in place. You'll drive them crazy, because how dare you walk away from a liberal who's in the midst of lying to you, and they won't know what to do. Now, they'll call you names on your way as you walk away. You'll be called a racist, a Trump lover, any number of things. But you'll understand as you're walking away and hearing those things, you'll think, wow, I'm so glad I don't deal with those toddlers anymore. There's no reason to deal with toddlers. You don't have to. But it is incredible, isn't it? Marjorie Taylor Greene arrived in Georgia. She understands that kids are sex trafficked in Florida at an unbelievable rate. And wouldn't you expect Fannie Willis to be prosecuting these perverts, these pedophiles? No. Instead, she's trying to make a name for herself by going after Donald Trump. In the state of 
Georgia, a child is sold for sex. A child is sold for sex over 7,200 times every single month. But here, this disgrace of an attorney, the Fulton County DA, Fonnie Willis, is abusing her power to go after and arrest Trump. She's not using her, her power of prosecution to go after child sex traffickers, go after gang members that are linked to the Mexican cartels. She's not doing this to go after murderers. We have the same murder rate as Chicago. This What's is an embarrassment. Same murder rate as Chicago. You should have heard one of those reporters after it cut off. He starts arguing with her, wondering what she's doing there. She represents a district in Georgia, you jackass. That's her home state. And then, of course, he made up every excuse under the sun and then said, Donald Trump broke the law. Now, of course, he didn't, and this guy wouldn't know the law if it hit him in the face. But it's really strange, isn't it? Really strange. They're hard to understand, these people. Very hard to understand. (laughs) I don't even know where you begin with them. Does anybody know where you begin with them? I don't. These are crazies. Now, what do you do with crazies? You ignore them. And you don't understand them. And the reason you don't understand them is because you're not crazy. Our phone lines are open for you, 636-348-4460. Kellyanne Conway, is there any good news for Biden? There is not one positive piece of information in any poll for Joe Biden. On the economy, 40-year high on inflation, 20-year high on interest rates, gas is back up, groceries, young people who favored him by 26% for a couple of years ago, they can't buy their first homes. They can't get out of debt. He lied to them about student debt. Oh, but he's got foreign policy experience. Look at the disgrace that is Afghanistan. Look at the Gold Star mom saying that he pretended that his son, too, came back in a flag-draped coffin. God forbid his son died of cancer. That's tragic. But he lies about the simplest things. Here's a guy who's empathetic. He said no comment about Maui. Here's a guy who's supposed to unify the country. He's a moderate. He's for abortion anyone, anytime, anywhere, anyhow. And he's not a moderate. He passed, uh, he's let 7 million people come over the southern border. That's higher than the population of 31 states in this country. And he passed the Inflation Reduction Act. It does no such thing. Carpe diem, Kellyanne Conway. Man, that's a very um, telling recitation of the facts. How do you run on that? Again, there is no possible chance Biden can get reelected. Everybody knows it. I don't even hear him insisting that he's running anymore. He does nothing that resembles a campaign. Their only hope is he can campaign from the basement while Trump fights in court. And that was the entire design of these indictments. These are people that do not care. They don't give a flip if Trump gets indicted. That's not, or excuse me, gets convicted. That's not the point. Would they like to get a quick conviction so it can carry over on appeal through the campaign and through the presidency? Yes, of course. And that's their goal, but they don't care that Donald Trump's actually convicted because he did something wrong. 
They want a conviction so that they can use it against him in the election. You're going to see them fight tooth and nail in terms of when the court date will be to start these trials. One of them has already determined, an Obama appointee, that he'll have to stand trial the day before Super Tuesday. Liberals are so stupid, even the dumbest citizen out there understands the political chicanery you're up to when you put it a day before Super Tuesday. The most political neophyte knows what you're doing. It doesn't take a smart person to see through these people. Stephen Miller, does Comer have an airtight case for bribery? James Comer has laid out an airtight case. We have the bribery payments. We have the testimony establishing that Burisma wanted Shokin gone, and we have Biden extorting a country to make Shokin go away. You have every element of bribery, public corruption, self-enrichment, criminal conduct, tax evasion, sheltering income, all laid out in painstaking detail, and that's just the tip of what we know. There is so much more being uncovered each and every day, like these 5,000 alias emails. And then the House, in addition to that impeachment, needs to make a criminal referral to the Department of Justice. We know that Garland won't act on it, but the next Department of Justice can. Yes, he's right. There is no doubt that Garland would never act on it. He would never indict Biden. But what I've said all along is the, de- the Republicans need to put all their ducks in a row, set up all of the evidence, the case for a real attorney general. And I would differ from Stephen Miller in this respect. I would not present it for a criminal referral to this Department of Justice. Because once you do, they will destroy the documents. They'll destroy the evidence. We know they will. And you know they're not going to go ahead and prosecute them. So there's no sense even letting them know what you have. None whatsoever. Do not refer it for a criminal case to Merrick Garland's Department of Justice. That's the most corrupt DOJ ever. Save it for a real one. Save it for someone who's serious, whoever Donald Trump appoints as attorney general. Then go after them. Now, there's a lot of things the liberals want to talk about, meaning Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So there's nothing they want to talk about because they don't have a record to run on. They don't have policy ideas that are good. They have Donald Trump in jail. That's their hope. Victor Davis Hanson, what don't they want to talk about? Yeah, I think the subtext is what they're not talking about. And so they feel they have no other choice for three reasons. One, they can't run on Joe Biden's agenda, not on the border, not on crime, not on the economy, not on energy, not on anything. And two, Joe Biden is one trip away from oblivion. He's one silly remark away from oblivion. He's failing geometrically at a geometric way. And whether he even finishes his term, they're unsure. And then third... To use that left phrase, that walls are closing in. It's not just uh, Archer and Bobolinsky or the IRS whistleblowers. It's Victor Shokin. It's uh, some oligarchs that say they have tapes. There's the Hunter laptop that's being reexamined for where he admits he gave half his income to Joe. And so they don't want to talk about any of those three things. So it's Trump all the time. They can't talk about any of those three things. It's a losing argument. 
and people are going to get tired. You know, the liberals are praying that people get tired of all the indictments and all the baggage that they're putting on Donald Trump. The truth is people get tired of them talking about Trump nonstop. People want to hear what you're going to do for them. Read the polls. The polls don't say, hey, can we hear more about Donald Trump? The polls say 70% of the people are unhappy with the direction of the country. But the liberals don't care. You know why they don't care? Because they're stupid. They don't have any policy ideas, which renders them dumb. And then they don't care. They just figure as long as they can drum up hatred for Donald Trump, people will vote against him. I don't believe that's the case. Now, a few weeks back, we heard from some of the Gold Star mothers, parents of those who were murdered by Biden in Afghanistan two years ago today. The gut-wrenching emotion that came from those parents was hard to listen to. It's going to be that way again today because 10 of the 13 parents have come to Washington to talk about their 10 dead children It's going to be amazing. It's going to be emotional. It's going to be horrific. And one guy's not even going to take part in it. But Mark Schmitz is the father of Jared Schmitz from uh, Wentzville. His son Jared was murdered by Biden two years ago today at the Afghanistan airport. Why are they all coming to Washington, D.C.? We'll let him answer it. We're here to speak our minds, and we are no longer going to bite our tongues. I have prepared to say what I've been wanting to say to him for over two years now. This is despicable. It seems the accountability seems to be a major problem with this administration. It is despicable. But so you say, okay, well, at least he's going to get his chance um, to say something to Biden. Most people look at this and they say, it's a cover-up. Is it a cover-up, Mark Schmitz? Absolutely. There, there is a cover-up going on. We've been told uh, many untruths that have been debunked and by boots on the ground that were actually there that contradict the stories that uh, the Pentagon has been trying to, uh, to, to push on us. And Biden knows he did wrong. He may, you know, speak the words on to the American people to try to get them to buy his uh, his version of this being an extraordinary success. It's just why would you lie to these people? Why are the soldiers who were on the ground over there that day telling a completely different story about what happened? These thirteen murders by Biden of our U.S. soldiers was highly preventable. But why the lie? Why the duplicitous behavior? It's unbelievable. So, yeah, there's a cover-up. And this will be an emotional day for Mark Schwartz. Today's a tough day. Today is the day that, that I received my lifeless son's body home two years ago. And to watch the leader of the free world wanting to know what time it was at least four times in a row after every single casket came off that plane was the biggest spit in the face that I could ever imagine. And we have invited Biden the opportunity to meet with us while we are all here in D.C. together. And it has been absolute crickets. There has not been one word from him about meeting with us. And, uh, 
that's just yet another spit in the face. Oops, I said earlier, at least you get your chance to have your say to him today. But nope, crickets. Imagine spitting, he's right, spitting in the face of gold star parents who simply want an audience with him, checking his watch four times minimum. Imagine the rude behavior of this guy. How could he get a vote from anyone? Any person out there who would vote for this person is as creepy and rotten as he is. He won't even meet with these people, people that he kept checking his watch on when their their dead children were in flag-draped coffins when they arrived here. Biden can't be bothered. He keeps checking his watch to get the hell out of there. Then he tries to tell them all that he knows how they feel because his son, too, died on the field of battle. When his son died of a brain tumor here in the United States. Good God. And now, despite them wanting to talk to him, he won't talk to them. He turns his back on them, just as he did the people of Hawaii. It's unbelievable. Speaking of Hawaii, Diamond Garcia is a congressman over there. What have the residents been been told by the government? There's not been any clear answers. I mean, these people have lost everything, their homes, their families, their loved ones, their children, and they're crying for answers. They need answers. And unfortunately, the response from the federal, state, and county governments has been pretty quiet. When asked what the death count was for children, the answer was, I don't know. When asking FEMA and calling FEMA for for more resources, they get the voicemail. So people are frustrated here in Hawaii, and it's really sad to see this kind of response that's unheard of that's unheard of voicemail from fema well i think we know what's going on there fema's out conducting diversity training that's right while the people in maui are suffering fema is conducting diversity training a three-day seminar and of course the fema people that have gone to hawaii are staying in five-star hotels I, I just don't. I, I'm surprised the people of Hawaii haven't started shooting. I'm I'm stunned they haven't. And by the way, what happened to those bodies? Eight hundred of them missing. Nobody can find those people. Did they wash out to sea? Highly doubtful. Cremation experts are saying that when they cremate a body, it has to be like twenty five hundred degrees Fahrenheit. The wildfire produced heat of ten to thousand to twelve hundred degrees. So, in order to eviscerate and incinerate a human body, it has to be much hotter than those fires in Hawaii were. Well, I'm not a cremation expert, but this guy is. I was taught by that crematory that they need to cremate in between. 2,000 and 3,000 degrees Fahrenheit. So the question is, how hot were those fires to be able to incinerate or cremate human remains? We know that it was at a higher level than 1,500 to 2,500 because it melted the rims on the vehicles. 
Why are there no bodies in the cars? How scary is that? Does that frighten you? It does me. Where'd the bodies go? The heat from the fires, not hot enough to incinerate those people. No bodies in the cars. You heard what he said about melting the rims on the cars. What happened? Why are they erecting a wall? They won't erect a wall to keep the southern border safe, but now government officials in Lahaina are erecting a big black wall to keep the media and everyone else away from ground zero. What are they hiding in there? This story gets creepier by the day. A guy was driving along that wall, running his phone video. Then he got out when he got closer to the ground zero point to take pictures. And as soon as he got out of his car and pulled over, he was bum-rushed by the National Guard and threatened to leave. What are they hiding? Remember when these fires broke out, I said on this show, these weren't kids playing in the woods with matches. These fires were started by someone intentionally. Who? Who did this? That's creepy, isn't it? As we said, nobody can get any help from FEMA because they're conducting diversity training. Eric Smith used to be a diversity training person. He's black, and he got out of it because he got fed up with it. Well, it's not really diversity how we know it, right? Um, It's diversity of bodies, yes, of colors, of ethnicities. But one thought, and that thought abides by a particular narrative that basically says any problem a black person has is because of racism. Any problem. This was a while ago when I was a diversity officer, and... I realized how useless it was because, well, A, you can't really compel people to do certain things or think certain things. Uh, you can't be a thought police uh, when it comes to these things. And secondly, I was always preaching to the choir. It wasn't working. Um, there's nothing pragmatic about a, a lot of these roles. It's just uh, it's idealistic. We need to have a diversity person so that people don't call us racist, period. Interesting. So any problem that happens to a black person it is because of racism and that's it no other possibility and these companies want to have a diversity department so that no one calls them racist they don't really care it's it's a department that does nothing but they want them so that no one calls them a racist wow eric smith is this racism claim this constant racism claim all about money and who's making it Think about it. If you're making all that money off of racism, the last thing you want is for racism to go away. Right? <laughs> you're going to perpetuate it. You're going to see it where it isn't. Uh, the, my, the, the major tenet of critical social justice pedagogy uh, is don't ask if racism happened. Ask how it manifested in this situation, which is to say there's racism everywhere, right? And you know the, the saying... Uh, If you're a hammer, then everything's a nail. Well, if you're a critical social justice activist, everything's racist. Carpe diem, Eric Smith. He's dead right. Everything's racist because it's profitable. If you're making so much money off it like they are, as he pointed out, the last thing you want to see is racism go away. 
Now, racism is nowhere in this country except for pockets of people here and there. But there is no organized effort at racism in our country anymore. The Klan, which, of course, was spawned by the Democrats, really doesn't operate with any efficiency anymore. There are some people, probably, that run around in hoods, but they're few and far between, and they don't do anything. The bigots and the racists are the ones who scream racism all the time because they want to profit off of that, and they want to divide the country. A country divided along racial lines is good for the racism industry. And make no mistake about it, there is a racism industry, and it pays these criminals very, very well. Very well. Eric Smith, I think we need to start pushing back, don't we? What we have to do is start pushing back. A lot of people are afraid. A lot of people are complying with this, but they don't really want to. They just don't want to be mobbed on social media. They don't want to lose their jobs. They're very much against this. The people who can speak out, people like me, need to be loud and clear about how detrimental this is to minorities. No one should care about being attacked on social media. Who cares? I mean, all you do is delete them. But the other part, he's correct. These people lose their jobs if you fight back too hard. I don't know how liberals ever got so much power. How did we allow this? But we did. And make no mistake about it, they know how to run with it. And they are. And then you've got this criminal over there in Ukraine that we keep sending billions of dollars to with zero accountability. No one's telling us what the money's for. Where's it going? He's a criminal, Zelensky is. Colonel Douglas McGregor was telling Tucker about what he knows of Zelensky and how he came to power. Well, Zelensky... George W. Bush called him our generation's Winston Churchill. Uh, well, this is W, right? Yeah. Not a very thoughtful man. <laughs> uh, he was a comedian who made a living uh, acting on stage, frequently pretending to be a transvestite, doing things with uh, various body parts that I won't go into. And he was picked up by a, an oligarch named Kolomoisky. Kolomoisky has, is the individual who's probably more responsible than anybody else for funding this atrocity we call the Azov Regiment that runs around with the swastikas and Nazi gear and so forth. And he was picked and then blessed by Victoria Newland and, and the State Department as their man. Now, when he originally ran for office, he ran on peace platform. And he was overwhelmingly elected across the country because he said, if I am elected your, as your president, I will make peace with Russia. Ukrainians didn't want to go to war with Russia. Uh, they were looking for a way out of this and a resolution to the crisis. Of course, once he was in there, he took a different road. And I can't help but think that that road was defined for him by us. Couldn't, do, couldn't agree more. We were involved. But imagine the... Nazi regiment that Ukraine has running around their country with swastikas. We're defending these people? We're sending them all this money? For what reason? What strategic importance is Ukraine to us? We survived over 200 years without them. They're of no significant strategic importance. That's the truth. But Biden has to support them because they know too much. 
They know too much about his corruption. They've actually taken part in it. That's why we're sending them all the money. And then we've got a guy who's running around telling everybody to get vaccinated again that this drug, this vaccine will work, by golly. And everybody, men, women, and children, should all take it. Dr. Mark Siegel, Biden's confused, isn't he? Would it surprise you to know that I think he's confused? He's confusing two vaccines. One, the one that's coming out in September or October. I think he may mean that, but he says we're working on a new vaccine and we're going to give a lot of money towards it. That's a different vaccine, and those are not anywhere near coming out, and he's getting ready to mandate a vaccine that doesn't even exist yet. <laughs> right, so, so he doesn't I think know what he's a, talking about. He doesn't know what he's talking about, and no, the vaccine that's coming out in September or October should not be mandated for anyone. It should be targeted to very high-risk groups who haven't had COVID recently, which they still haven't told us is okay. He's talking about a vaccine that hasn't even been developed yet. But he tells you it works. (laughs) Let me show you how dumb people are, though, okay? Harold Ford Jr. was a congressman from Tennessee. I believe he's a mulatto. He's on The Five on Fox every night, giving the liberal point of view uh, when, when the bamboozled Jessica Tarlov is not there. Here's what Harold Ford said about getting this shot. I won't wear a mask, but I'm going to get the shot. You are? How, what number shot is this for you? I've had it every... T- so I'm, I'm doing one in October. I had one in April. How many? What's the total? Oh, this yeah. will be my seventh. <laughs> and I've had COVID three times. Did you hear that? He's had COVID three times. He's had six shots. And he's going back for a seventh one. How dumb can you be? That is, let's laugh. Did he know that those people on that set were mocking him? Mocking him. And rightly so. What kind of a stooge gets injected six times? It doesn't work. And you go back for a seventh? Those are the kind of sheeple that live in this country. What kind of a dope is he? He was elected to Congress. He's employed by Fox. Six shots is not enough. Seventh one's the charm, according to him. But he won't wear a mask. What, does that make you smart? You won't wear a mask. I'll show him I'm not wearing a mask. But I'll get that seventh shot, even though I've had COVID three times already. Oh, my Lord. I don't know. Did I hear him wrong? I got to hear that again. He couldn't possibly have said that. I won't wear a mask, but I'm going to get the shot. You are? What number shot is this for you? I've had it every... So I'm I'm doing one in October. I have one in April. How many? What's the total? This will be my seventh. (laughs) And I've had COVID three times. No, he said it. It'll be his seventh shot, and he's had COVID three times. Maybe he'll stop. When the times he has COVID catches up with the number of shots he's had. Seven to three right now, the shots ahead. But COVID can't be too far behind. I mean, that's a guy that I want to get COVID. I want to see him get COVID over and over and over again until his brain registers that I'm a complete and utter moron. I should never speak publicly again. I am a danger to the republic. See, it's people like him who are dangerous to the republic. People like Neil Cavuto, 
who interviewed President Trump's daily press conference during the COVID scare, when the president said hydroxychloroquine, he's hearing good things about it. And Cavuto interrupted the news conference, brought it back to the studio and said, uh, I don't know what to say about that, but we've got to stop anyone from listening to that. That's not true. He could kill people with that advice. How is Cavuto still employed? How? When your sole job is to give information to people that are watching, make sure it's accurate. If you can't make sure it's accurate, if you can't verify its accuracy, don't say it. Cavuto willingly told a lie at the expense of President Trump to make President Trump look bad. Cavuto should have been fired before he got off the air. Someone should have gone into his chair and said, excuse me, you're out. But they didn't because the people at Fox are cowards as well. But you fired Tucker Carlson. You fired Dan Bongino. Hell, you fired that idiot liberal wag Geraldo. Why can't, why can't you fire Cavuto? Cavuto's literally dangerous. He cost people lives. He's cost people's lives. I guarantee you there were people watching that said, oh, then I better not go get hydroxychloroquine. Neil Cavuto said I could die from it. And then they went ahead and died because they didn't use it. You don't think that happened at least once? All it takes is one. I guarantee it happened at least once. And Neil Cavuto not only is not in prison where he belongs, but he's employed by Fox. He's continuing to give people information every day. How do you put a guy on the air who is absolutely proven by his own behavior and words completely untrustworthy? Neil Cavuto has zero credibility with anything. And Fox still has him on the air and pays him handsomely. It blows you away, doesn't it? And every time somebody says, well, it's going to stop. No, it's not. From what I understand, and my information, Cavuto makes $7 million a year. $7 million a year. Wow. To give you bad information. That's unreal. Unbelievable. Unconscionable. Biden was at it again yesterday, butchering people's names, this time Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Now, that's not hard to say, is it, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? There are Muslim names that are difficult, but Kareem Abdul-Jabbar isn't one of them. But here's Biden, for some reason, claiming that we love our Muslim athletes. And the cheer for Muslim, we cheer for Muslim athletes like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I know him, and I did mispronounce his name. That's funny. I know him. I wonder how he feels. If a friend of mine I felt knew me and butchered my easy-to-pronounce name like that, I wouldn't think, A, we're friends, and, B, I'd be convinced now this guy needs to be in a, in a straitjacket. He can't, he can't speak. He's, he is the most dangerous person in America. 
because of the power that he wields. Now, we know that Obama's pulling the strings, but what's to stop O'Biden from going off on his own? He's a wandering toddler. He is fright- frightening, just frightening. Everything about him is frightening. Let me tell you what isn't frightening. Monster energy drink. I drink the sugar-free can, 10 calories. Can't beat that. You want to be around a product that makes it fun? They When they sponsor an event, they're at the event. They create an event that's a reality that is a lot of fun. Then they throw parties for the athletes, for the fans, for their supporters. Monster Energy Drink also will give you that extra boost of energy. It'll help you focus on meetings. It'll give you that punch that you need to get through the day sometimes. I mean, sometimes you just wake up and you're tired, right? You just don't feel like it today. But Monster Energy Drink can rev you up and get you going. Remember, it's not just an energy drink. It's a lifestyle in a can. And it's the most badass energy drink on the planet. Unleash the beast in you with Monster Energy Drink. I can tell you, you will know the difference right away. We're going to take a break here in the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Window World Kings Court. Take your calls when we come back right after this.
me back in kevin slayton with you this is the monster energy drink stl-cars.com window world king's court on kevin slayton show.com our phone lines are open for you toll free 636-348-4460 of course it's toll free i just get in the habit of saying that 636-348-4460 you can jump in on any of the topics that we've discussed today um, it's been a wild day, though, I'll tell you that. It's a wild ride. When you find that a guy's using 5,000 different emails with pseudonyms to communicate with his son and his son's business partners and then have the guy tell you that he's never d- discussed business with them, he knows nothing about any of their business dealings, and at least a portion of the country actually believes it. Actually believes it. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Some people actually believe it. (laughs) You wonder why salesmen are wealthy. They sell things to these people. Whether they need them or not. Right? Doesn't matter to them. Got a note here that the Lingerie Football League, now this is not a joke, this is actually true. We have to give the credit to the Lingerie Football League as opposed to the NFL. They've made a public statement that they will support the American flag and everyone must stand in honor of our country and the people who gave their lives to defend it. Carpe diem to the Lingerie Football League. I didn't even know there was one. But now we do know. And we know that they're patriots. So we're happy to hear that. Good for them. Hey, have you heard of Ann Coulter? 
probably not recently. She has sort of disappeared from the national stage over the past number of years and hasn't either A, had much to say, or B, nobody listened to her. And that was partially what my situation was. I just stopped listening to her. She was once a great and a strong voice for conservatism in this country. But for some reason, she became a never-Trumper. And I don't know why. I've never understood why. It makes me wonder if she didn't suffer from Chris Christie disease. And no, I don't mean obesity. Gluttony. I mean, he didn't give me a job in the administration, so I'm mad at him. She now says that she doesn't think Trump will even be the nominee. But you'd really do the country a solid if you could get Democrats to stop indicting him. Even she recognizes that indicting Trump is only helping his cause. (laughs) But she's nuts. She says, Trump can barely speak English. He's a gigantic baby. Sounds like someone else is a baby. The only reason he crushed in 2016 is because of immigration. The wall, deport illegal immigrants, the travel ban, which imposed limits on travel from several predominantly Muslim countries. Oh, now she's calling it a Muslim ban. That's DeSantis this time without the total lack of interest in carrying it out. Total lack of interest in carrying it out. Trump closed the southern border as closed as it's ever going to be. Built a lot of the wall had the materials all bought and paid for to finish the wall. The completion of the wall stopped because of Biden, not Trump. So Ann Coulter doesn't know what she's talking about. If you're going to speak, if you're going to be critical of someone, have an idea. Have an idea what you're talking about. She has none. Trump's total lack of interest in carrying it out? Go back and look at the campaign promises that Donald Trump made and the ones and how many he carried out. By the way, despite the cloud of the Russia, Russia, Russia investigation hanging over his head, I dare say that Ann Coulter couldn't speak two sentences had she been under the kind of pressure that President Trump was under. And yet he still accomplished ungodly amounts of things while under that pressure. She offered high praise for DeSantis. That's her guy, apparently. Ron DeSantis is her guy. So she somehow claims that DeSantis is Donald Trump, but has a determination to carry out what he says. Don't don't know what that means, really, since Trump carried out everything. She says that DeSantis is head and shoulders above every other Republican presidential candidate on the three most important issues, immigration, crime, and the COVID response. Unless the prime minister of Sweden is running in this race, no one beats DeSantis in the COVID response. That's the 3 a.m. phone call. Every state and world leader faced the exact same unseen-before virus. Only those two got it exactly right. The prime minister of Sweden and Ron DeSantis. Really? Ron DeSantis closed the beaches of Florida. I've got news for Ann Coulter. Maybe she was up there with Chris Christie on the beach that he opened only for his family at the time. But Ron DeSantis closed the beaches of Florida. 
He opened up sooner than other states, but he closed them. People seem to forget that he did that. But he did. So, of course, she expects, should Trump be the nominee, he'll lose the general election. She says, I know he'll lose. You know it. The American people know it. I think Trump loses, but who knows? He's not the Trump he was in 2016. It's the same old thing over and over and over again. Shifty shift, perfect phone call. We won big, strong, strongly strong. She is kind of nuts, isn't she? I always kind of thought she was nutty, but I always admired her nuttiness before because I thought it was a fun crazy. Now she's just a lunatic. She's just insane. These people really do suffer from Trump derangement syndrome, don't they? So Ann Coulter doesn't get a cabinet job, and all of a sudden she hates Trump. I've never seen anything like it from these Republicans. And then they just lie. They just make things up. Somehow Trump didn't have what it took to complete the wall, but Ron DeSantis does. Ron DeSantis is only one of two people in the world that got COVID exactly right on the response. No, he isn't. He closed the beaches of Florida, closed businesses. Nobody got it exactly right in the United States. Trump's mistake was allowing Mike Pence any authority. But if you remember, Trump said, we can't keep this economy closed down. We've got to open back up. Trump was the one screaming for that, but he had no authority to do it. That authority was the states and the states alone. Unlike the liberals, Donald Trump understands his authority, where it ends and where it begins. It ends at the state house over something like that. While he was encouraging to these governors, he was on constant uh, phone calls with them, conference calls with all the governors. It was up to them whether to open up or not. And DeSantis opened up sooner than most, but DeSantis unmistakably closed down. So Ann Coulter and her never-Trumper friends can go F themselves, as far as I'm concerned, because she doesn't know what she's talking about. And she doesn't really have much of a voice in conservative circles anymore either. They used to have her on Fox. I don't know what happened there. I guess she wanted to run the network, and they said, no, sorry, we've got somebody who does that already. So we don't really need you. And I guess that didn't sit well with her. Clearly, her inability to gain any access to the White House made her go sideways when it comes to Trump. That's for sure. But that's the problem with Republicans, I've said all along. They're traitors to their own party. They're traitors to their own people. She she has had her 15 minutes, and her 15 minutes has been up for over an hour. So it's time for her to just kind of creep into the night with all the other creepers. If I'm DeSantis, I would call her up and say, please, the last thing I need is an endorsement from you, Ann Coulter. She is the poor man's Laura Ingram, right? She wanted Laura Ingram's job so badly. Then she wanted a job with the White House so badly. And when the network said no and when Trump said no, she acts like a petulant little spoiled brat. I'm going to take my ball and go home. Well, then go home. No one will miss you. I promise you that. 
But that's what we have in the Republican Party. Not that she's a real bona fide Republican, but it's pretty amazing, isn't it? But that's how they act. That's how they behave. <laughs> Pretty incredible. By the way, the the new COVID deaths, 99% of them are not caused by the virus. <laughs> Those are numbers reported by the CDC last week. Nearly 99% of the COVID deaths reported by the CDC, all of the COVID deaths, not just the new ones, all of them from day one, were not primarily caused by the coronavirus. Just 1.7% of the deaths logged had the virus listed as the primary cause of death. And that's what's listed. We've seen doctors and medical centers and retirement homes listing covid as the cause of death when it wasn't because they all got financial benefits for doing so. So if only 1.7% actually had COVID as the primary cause, the actual percentage must have been minuscule as if 1.7% isn't minuscule. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Remember, they were saying 30% of the COVID-related deaths had the virus cited as the main cause, 30%. Turns out to be 1.7%. And I don't even believe that for the very reasons I just articulated. Phone lines are open, 636-348-4460. People like Harold Ford want you to know that he's getting the shot for the seventh time, even though he's had COVID three times. Would you do that? Would you get the COVID shot for the seventh time if you've already had it three times? I don't know anyone who would, except Harold Ford. We know he would. It's doubtful that anyone else would, though. I mean, that's pretty frightening. But it also points out one other thing. These vaccinations don't work. Why do they keep coming up with new ones? They don't work. People are on to them. Only 17% of the people signed up to take the last one. It's just incredible. So when people say, here we go again, I don't necessarily believe we're going there again. I think Biden wants us to go there again. I think he would love it if we went there again. He, he wants it to be his the centerpiece of his campaign. But the country's not going with him. They just aren't. It just doesn't make any sense that people would. By the way, did you know that Trump signs, you know, the signs you put out in your yard, that those are evidence of racial hatred? Did you know that? The president of the Jacksonville, Florida NAACP said that. 
because there was a shooting that took place in Jacksonville. And it was proof of Donald Trump signs being racial hatred. And he called on the Justice Department to act. Act? What do you mean act? You can't take people's yard signs down. I mean, I know they'll try. I mean, you got a lunatic who killed three people and then committed suicide in a Dollar General store over the weekend. But this nitwit, who, of course, CNN featured from the NAACP, I think the federal government and Justice Department are going to have to do a better job in exercising exactly where these hate groups exist. Trump signs are hate groups. It's not a hate group. This is a single lunatic. When we see Democrats in white hoods and robes marching down the street with torches, then we'll understand a hate group. The Democrat Party is the biggest hate group ever created in America. They hate everything about America. They formed the Ku Klux Klan. This guy says, we see these Confederate signs, we see the Trump signs constantly on our street. And we know there's hatred And we're just going to have to deal with it in some kind of way. And the Justice Department needs to be right here today looking into it. Looking into what? That you're insane? I think you're right. They should look into that. You should be put away, you racist bastard. I'll tell you where the hatred is, dude. It's you and your ilk. You hate white people, number one, but you really hate Donald Trump. So you want to know where the racial hatred is? It's in your mouth. And as hateful as it is, I'll defend your right to say it because that's where we live or used to. But you don't want me to be able to say what I want to say. But I welcome what you want to say, racially hatred as it is. Go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say that Trump signs are signs of a racial hate group. You lunatic. President Trump hasn't responded to that, and he shouldn't. He should simply ignore it. Remember the bigoted racist group, that racial hate group, NAACP? Because that is nothing more than a racist hate group. When they issued a travel warning to Florida... Because they didn't like Ron DeSantis. Now they don't like Trump. Man, if I were a black person, I would have nothing to do with the NAACP. That is a racist hate group and needs to be designated as so. It should be designated as what it is. It's a racial hate group. Let's get it all out. You got a racist president? You got racist hate groups like the NAACP. Let's get it all out. I love it when people like Chris Christie say that Trump would like to be an authoritarian leader. Give me some um, evidence of that. I, I just got finished telling everybody how he didn't try to invoke his will on or his power over the governors. He tried to invoke his will. He tried to talk them into opening their businesses. But he knew he didn't have the authority. So he didn't try to do it. That's that's the kind of lies that fat people tell, apparently, because Chris Christie is a, cl- clearly the fattest person I've seen. 
you think that's a fat thing or you think it's just him? I think it's him. I think there's a lot of fat people that tell the truth. If I gain any more weight, I'll be one of them. But this guy is sickening. I get tired of all the, the, the these uh, lies that are told, and I'm sure, and I can't imagine how Trump doesn't. I'm sure he does. Did you see the Rangers in Nevada yesterday? You talk about a group of guys saying, we've had enough. Some of these environmental activists, they call themselves, were blocking a roadway in Nevada, two-lane roadway. Traffic was lined up for miles. The Nevada Rangers came through in their pickup truck, and they just crushed the blockade. Then turned around, and on their speaker said, I'm going to run you over if you don't get out of the street. Some of them didn't. They were immediately handcuffed, taken into custody while they wailed and screamed. Who do these people think they are? I have said so often that if I were driving down Highway 70 and these, remember when these black protesters with with uh, Sharpton were blocking the highway? I would have run them over. And I would have said, I'm sorry, I didn't see him until I was right on him. Just run them over. That's what they deserve. There could be emergency vehicles trying to get through and you've blocked off these roads. Run them down like the dogs that they are. And that's what the Nevada Rangers did yesterday. Good for you guys. Finally, somebody's had enough. I can't wait to see the fallout. I'm sure they'll be called everything in the book. I don't think there was a black protester there, so they have to dispense with the racist part of it, although they'll probably find a black person and say, by the way, you were there protesting yesterday. We've got to be able to call these guys racists. But they're not racists. The racists are the people that I just articulated, the NAACP. They are the racist hate uh, white people haters. They're bigots. It's a hate group. It always has been a hate group. I've never known the NAACP to do anything good for anyone except scream racism. You always know when all of the Democrat tricks are failing. The four indictments are failing. Russia, Russia, Russia failed. They've constantly returned to the race card. It's got to be race. Did you ever notice other countries don't have these racial issues? Only we do. But we sure have them. We only have them because of liberals. But we do have them, and we have them because of them. We have race issues. We don't have racists other than people like the NAACP. So now a yard sign that says Trump 2024 is considered racial hatred by these absolute mentally deranged people. You know, every time there's a shooting, like this imbecile who killed three people over the weekend, People come back to, well, the mental health issue, the mental health issue in this country. Why haven't you examined these mental health issues of these people, people in the NAACP, people who are blockading a a roadway in Nevada? Why don't you examine their mental health issues? Because they have them. They are clearly mentally deranged. Why don't you examine the mental health of the Jacksonville NAACP leader who thinks a yard sign for a political party or a political candidate 
is racial hatred. The, the sign might as well say, instead of Trump 2024, it should say Trump hates black people. That would be racist. But it doesn't say that. But the head of the NAACP in Jacksonville wants you to think it says that. But it doesn't. Racist yard signs. You know, I don't do yard signs, but I think I'm going to now. I'm going to get a Trump sign. Put it front and center right in my yard. Where do you find those? Does anybody know? I don't know where you get these signs. I'm sure Trump campaign headquarters in St. Louis or St. Charles County or some county in conservative county in our area, St. Charles County probably. sure I could find one but I'm tired of it so call me and make sure that you know that my house is filled with racial hatred because I have a Donald Trump sign up <laughs> they really are nuts by the way did you hear about this story they, they love to keep this one buried and to me it shouldn't be buried at all Devin Archer, who was kind of a whistleblower, met with John Kerry, who was Secretary of State at the time, just weeks before the uh, Ukrainian prosecutor, Viktor Shokin, was fired by, essentially, Biden. Interesting. That's in one of these other emails. So Devin Archer's meeting with John Kerry. Why would that be? That's the Secretary of State under Obama and Biden. But hey, they've never talked business. I'm sure it was about the weather. It was just casual greetings. That's all. Wow. These people are scary. Phone lines are open, 636-348-4460. 636-348-4460. If you'd like to jump in on any of these uh, stories or any of the stories that we had on earlier in the show. We've already had a school district in southern Texas closing. Now, this is Governor Abbott's state. Because they've had an uptick in COVID cases. Here we go testing again. Have you tested for the flu? Unbelievable. Rungi, Texas. This is an hour and a half away from San Antonio. It's out in the middle of nowhere. And they feel the need to close their school district down. Wow. It gets harder and harder to, to live in this country, doesn't it? Not that the other ones are much better, but it's almost to the point now where they couldn't be worse. Couldn't be worse. See where Trump cam- Trump's campaign raised more than $7 million after the last indictment? They've been selling merchandise with his mugshot on it, and they've issued warnings to anyone who tries to do the same, that it's protected. I love it. Carp 
Carpe diem again, President Trump. Somebody um, put out yesterday on Twitter, I guess it was, pictures of Auschwitz prisoners. And the message was very distinct, very strong. And if you know anything about Auschwitz and what happened in the prison camps in Poland during the war, you'll understand it. But the caption was very simple, very to the point, and very descriptive of what's going on in our country today. Remember, it didn't start with gas chambers. It started with politicians dividing the people with us versus them. It started with intolerance and hate speech. And when people stopped caring because uh, became desensitized and turned a blind eye, it became a slippery slope to genocide. That's what Biden wants and the liberals. You know that. Don't deny it. You know that. They want to eliminate people that disagree with them. And they've been doing it now for two and a half years. If you don't believe me, ask the people in political prisons in Washington, D.C. I'm wondering if those people in San Antonio are illegal aliens who've come across the border carrying COVID with them in their luggage. Remember, no one that crossed the border illegally was ever tested for COVID. No one was ever, as they assimilated into our country, tested for COVID. But yet, if you were a government worker or if you were a doctor or a nurse at many institutions, if you weren't taking the vaccine, you were fired. And yet they won't even test the people that come across the border. Can somebody explain the logic behind that? Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Makes no sense whatsoever, but then again, it's a liberal thing. It's a liberal machine, a liberal thing. Brian Kemp, who insists down in Georgia that there was no tampering in the voting machines, he's their governor, in case you had already forgotten. But uh, on a hot mic... He made a boo-boo. He said, if you give anybody a voting machine, they can hack it. Now, for once, he spoke the truth. But I'll bet he's not happy that that went out. Why would he be? All right, folks, we'll kick it there, and we'll get back to you at noon on 590 The Fan and 590thefan.com with our Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, sports show. Uh, that comes your way at noon, noon to two. It'll also be podcast, and that will be on our website right here, kevinslaytonshow.com, as well as Apple, Amazon, Google, Spotify, and others. So don't forget 590thefan, 590thefan.com at noon today. We'll be back fighting a good fight for you then. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody. Ah.